Hi, I'm Adam. I'm Kai. And I'm Malin. This is We Like Games. Cool. All right, Malin. All right. This is episode number five. So, what is what is actually not a five, but somehow tangentially related to a five somehow based on at least 12 hoops? This should have a five in it. Okay. okay. Yeah. So, ah. that's a good start. So, this is the year of the PlayStation 5. Okay. Oh, yeah. good one. Good one. Yeah. So, later this year, we will have a new PlayStation console coming out uh, it's expected to be ex- to be launched in the holidays of 2020 um so for that i wanted to talk through the previous consoles a bit with you guys um mm. so we have had five consoles now so i just want to give you some uh, I, I just gonna go through when they were released and how many units were sold it's not that exciting but it's it's something related to five so this is what you get and educational Ed- educational yes so the playstation was originally launched in japan uh, the 3rd of December, 1994. Uh, I think we talked about this being the 25th anniversary quite recently in the lo- of the launch in the US store. I think it was earlier this year. Uh, but in Japan, it was released in December already, 1994. Um, and they sold 1.249 million units, which feels like quite, quite a lot. Um, How many? 102. Uh. Oh. Sorry, I said 1.2. 102.49 million. Um, and then, um, in six years later, uh, again in Japan, in March the 4th, um, they released a PlayStation 2, um, which has been available in a slim version as well. Um, and that was selling, uh, 155 million, uh, units as of March 31st, 2012. That's a benchmark. Up to this day. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then in November the 11th, six years later, roughly, again, uh, 2006, we got the PlayStation 3. Uh, and that sold fewer. So that was eight, 87.4 million. Again, as of March 31st, 2017. Um, and now we are up to PlayStation 4 and soon getting PlayStation 5. And what I found was interesting was that the PlayStation 4 was uh, announced and released in North America before Japan. Uh, so this actually came out in November 5th, uh, the ne- November 15th, 2013 was in Japan. It was February 22nd, 2014. Um, and they sold 112.3 million units as of June this year. And now we don't know how many they will sell of the 2020, but. Man, I was looking forward to that. <laughs> <laughs> Zero sold so far, so it's not it's not a not a great start. So, which for each of you, which PlayStations have you owned, and are you planning on buying a PlayStation Five? For me, it was two, three, four, and four Pro. Okay. I think for me, it was well in our household. I guess when I was growing up, we had the original one, and then we had I think we had a PS Two as well, and. Kai and I have had PlayStation 3, 4, and 4 Pro Four Pro uh, so far. So I guess I actually had all of them. I didn't think of that before. How about you? Oh, um, I got a PlayStation 2 very late in the cycle. I uh, got a PlayStation 3 
maybe a year after they came out, I was working for mm-hmm. Sony at the time in the uh, <laughs> PlayStation Network team. And so uh, it made sense that I buy a PlayStation 3 and then uh, PlayStation 4 is what I currently have. Cool. Um, and you're planning to buy a PlayStation 5? Yes. This will probably be the first one that I am going to try to buy uh, launch day or, you know, l- launch season, if nothing else. What about you? It depends. It depends on on games for us. Considering this, I I think this December will be pretty busy, or this holiday season will be fairly busy for us. We'll see. Uh, if there's something that's super interesting, then sure. It doesn't. It doesn't take any time to purchase it. You just you just <laughs> buy it. Just own I it. know, but it takes. Yeah, you you wouldn't buy it and then not be. You know, if if the launch lineup would, but if there's no games you like, you set it yourself. You'll buy it. There, there'll be nothing you want to play, and it'll it'll just sit there as your your prized possession. I just know myself. Like if I would buy it, and the game lineup wouldn't be great, I would get something that's kind of the best of the of the bunch and still play that bunch. Uh, ah, that's a that's a, that's a tough life to live. I know, I know, it's terrible. Uh, you're for- forced to play medium quality games. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see. I'm not against it, but so far I've not. Do you have a PlayStation 4 backlog that could be benefit yeah, from being played on the PlayStation 5, mm-hmm. perhaps? Yeah. Uh, the, the thing is, I was somehow more excited about the PlayStation 4 Pro because I had such a big backlog, mm. and the PlayStation 4 Pro then allowed me to play a lot of them in a slightly nicer way, so if I felt almost rewarded for have been for for having not played them yet because I can play them in this kind of slightly enhanced nicer way. Um, if if we get a lot of enhanced games, maybe that makes it worthwhile. But if the games that are in my backlog happen to not be enhanced or have or need to be repurchased, as uh, like for example, Control. If you bought it uh, originally, you you will not get an enhanced version. If you bought the Ultimate Edition that's coming out now, a couple of days. Uh, or just came out, then you can get an enhanced one. So that's kind of like if if a whole bunch of things that I already have and are in my backlog would be getting an enhancement. Maybe that's enough for me to yeah to be like yeah now 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 mm. I c- could find a way of talk my, talking myself into it. Uh, for any of the games for PlayStation Five that have been announced, uh, which may or may not be coming out at launch, are there any that you guys feel are kind of like? must-haves the are there games that you feel that okay when that game comes out if i don't already have a playstation 5 then certainly i'll buy it for that um i would definitely say the horizon the new horizon Mm -hmm. game i'd be super interested in um just gameplay wise i really really enjoyed the first one i didn't care that much about the story which seems to be an unpopular opinion um i I thought like the story and voice acting were kind of meh Good enough to not be yeah. too annoying, but uh, but I was very much not impressed by that. But gameplay was was great. I, I loved the gameplay. Um, so if it's if if they're trying to go super story heavy and it misses the mark again for me, then maybe not. But if they're if they're kind of focusing on gameplay, that I think that would be the game that at latest I would get it for. Otherwise, I do li- did like Spider Man. So the new Spider Man mm, would be yeah. interesting. I think the new Far Cry would be cool as well. Yeah, but we have. But like, we don't. Other, yeah. I wouldn't play. Sh- want to play a shooter on a console, so uh, I don't. Yeah, yeah, I'm not too impacted by that. Uh, that's gonna have to be a podcast topic for the future. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just looking through all of the ones that were announced now. Actually, I feel like I always get 
everything is a bit of a blur because we have had both the Xbox announcements and the PlayStation announcements mm. coming out. But yeah, for me, it's definitely uh, Spider-Man, Miles Morales, and Horizon Forbidden West. Is that the name? Sounds Forbidden West. right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good memory. How about yourself? Which one would be your kind of launch day? Or I'm glad I asked you first because I had temporarily blanked on all the games that were announced, <laughs> and so. Uh, definitely the two you announced, the two that you announced for sure. Um, I know this doesn't count, but I probably wouldn't have already purchased, uh, Cyberpunk before mm-hmm. the PlayStation 5 version is available. And so mm-hmm. that's something that I'm looking forward to, mm. the enhanced version for PS5. Oh, I just thought of two more, Ratchet and Clank. That looked really intriguing. Yeah, I was just going to say Ratchet and Clank. And I also want to play, um, what is it called again? Um, Oddworld, I would like to try. Mm. Sackboy, A Big Adventure, The Little Big Planet spin-off. Yes. That's more. There's also another one so that there, I found. There, there are a few now. now See? Going yeah, places. I'm looking through a list too. And this one I thought seemed really cool. The, it's, I don't know how you pronounce it. Kina? Uh, Bridge of the Spirits? Mm. Uh, that one looked really nice. Yeah. Really cool. Really a bit Zelda-like. Especially if you compare it to the Xbox launch lineup. The Xbox launch lineup is essentially yeah. they don't have one. So the PlayStation 5 one is, is way more intriguing. Yeah. But for us, I think if there's a combination of one single-player game I, I'd really like to play and something that we can play like two-player, either co-op or like, let's say the Sackboy game would be having a nice co-op mode where you can kind of mess with each other mm. and, and make yeah. it through the story mode. Like a combination of those two would probably be enough for us to be convinced to to get one. Yeah, yeah. So you're keen, but you know. Yeah, like realistically, we will mostly get one, but maybe not on launch day, but most likely we will. Because <laughs> <laughs> there will be there there will be more uh, enthusiasm in the community around it. There'll be more hype, and it is easy to yeah. get kind of sucked into. Yeah. Like, what if uh, uh, maybe we should just uh, like maybe uh, yeah. look? We can just hit order uh, and. And the thing is that our argument is always like, if we don't get it on day one, we will always get less and less value out of it. So it's like, if you know that you're going to get the PlayStation 6 and you're not getting the PlayStation 5 on day one, you're basically like losing value on that PlayStation 5 for for the period that you're waiting. Well, what if you did this? What if you don't get it on day one, but you order it right after launch week when no one has it in stock and it'll be like six to eight weeks. And then it's just kind of random when it actually arrives. It'll, it'll just be like, I don't know. It's, we're going to get it soon, but it's just going to show up one day. And then it's kind of out of your control. It feels good, no. right? No, 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 no. So you're either going to get it launch day or you're going to have to wait till like February or March. So the yeah. thing is, when I... Like I said, we most likely get That's it. why you should get it launch day. You can't... You're not going to wait yes. until yes. halfway through. Exactly. It's not going to be available to the general public <laughs> Look, till we're, we're, Thanksgiving of 2021 <laughs> if you don't get it on launch day. Yeah. We're, we're just pretending to be reasonable and trying to find... We have to have arguments. We're probably going to buy it for launch day. But... This even, isn't this isn't a gaming podcast. You don't have to pretend to be like... Uh, you know, your boss isn't listening to it. This isn't like... You don't impress your parents. This is like for people that are excited about gaming that will not judge you for saying i'm gonna buy it day one no matter what i don't care what games are out yeah and 
usually what I do, if if I would chill, tr- still try to argue myself, I don't need it on day one, I usually regret that on day two. Yes. That's usually what happens. Yeah. And then you're like, man, look, now that you're going to continue looking at how long the wait is. No, no, no. Look, what I usually do is I write a script that crawls the Best Buy database every, every like 30 seconds and sends me a notification as soon as it's available within any of the Best Buys within my reasonable public transport proximity and then reserve it for pickup there that's what i did for for the oculus quest we couldn't get it. we didn't order it for day one day two i was kind of annoyed that we didn't and then we we found one day three and they were really hard to get so maybe maybe that's a strategy to kind of just hope for like getting it first on this first restart yep. but we'll see so fi- final question if 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 i find out that you aren't pre-ordering it mm-hmm. if i ordered one and had it shipped to you and it arrived would you be a like surprised and happy and kind of excited and pay me back b a little annoyed (laughs) but kind of grudgingly pay me back because you feel like you should but you're kind of you hold it against me secretly or c like angry and you'll film a a tiktok video of you smashing it with a sledgehammer and uh (laughs) call me out by name uh well which is which of the which is closest to how you'll react what was the first one? Is there any one when I'm not paying you back? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, the, that's the third one. Okay. <laughs> then a combination of the first and the third. Yes. <laughs> but I'm not going to try to, you know, I'm not going to scalp you I'm on it. It's, it's, it's going to, I'm going to full USA retail price is what you'll have to pay. You probably get a little deal out of it. No, 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 but would probably be two. I think if we want to buy it, we want to be part. We want to be having the buying experience of it, like either f- figuring out how to order it and picking it up and kind of knowing. I, Plus, I'd I'd buy you the discless version just to <laughs> rub it in. <laughs> I want to. I want to kind of. I sometimes it takes me a while to make a decision, but as soon as that decision is made, I'm the least patient person on this mm-hmm. planet. It's like if I decide, all right, I want to have a PlayStation Five. And <laughs> it might take me three months to come to that conclu- obvious conclusion, but at that point, I will not rest until I hold one of those boxes in my hand. <laughs> Maybe that's why you're hesitant to commit to it now, is you're afraid that once you mentally decide I'm getting it launch day, that you'll become <laughs> impatient yeah. today, even though they're not available for pre-order yet. <laughs> yeah. Also, realistically, if you would ship one from the US to Canada, we also have to pay import tax. And right. That's on you. I will drive yeah. it across the border. Well, and then you, that, that, that then changes, you quarantine for quarantine <laughs> for two, two weeks. Then you can hand it to us. That changes the equation. If you personally deliver it, then I'm okay with option two. Okay. Yeah. Otherwise, uh, option one. Otherwise, option two or three. No, I would just drive it across the border and 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 then ship it from yeah. No, because you're no, on the other. Then, not then, only it's I don't want. I mean, I, I, it's too far away. Otherwise, all right. Let's move on. <laughs> that was the number fact. Yeah. Um. So this week, this time, we have a another special episode prepared. Uh. So we're gonna talk a similar <laughs> to what we did. <laughs> so similar to what we did uh, last during the last episode, we are having a type of game where we rank games. So it's a it's a bracket game where we're gonna have multiple games, and this time we're focusing on our favorite platform games. So we're gonna talk about any plat or we have picked pre picked uh, sixteen platform games or sixteen platformers that we are gonna rank and decide a winner of. So we're gonna decide who which platform games is the best. Indeed, does that is that an accurate? Yeah, 
Yes, and the winner will be. I've never heard anyone call it platform games, though. See, I didn't feel like I should say platform games, but in the top here it says platform game in our document, and I just got stuck saying platform games. I was searching, and it, it's it's both are used. I feel like platformer is the correct. I've heard plat. I've I've heard platform games mostly, but. I when I was pitching this idea to you guys, I didn't want to write it exactly like that because I thought, oh, are you gonna? Maybe you think I'm talking about like gaming platforms, like what, like the mm-hmm. different consoles and stuff. And I'm like, well, I go platformer, is that right? And if you do a search on Google, you'll see half the articles saying what the best platform games are. Say platformer, half say platformer. Okay, I've or maybe it's sixty forty, or maybe it's seventy thirty. <laughs> I don't know. Or maybe no one says platform, and I'm lying. i've definitely heard platformers but platform games just sounds doesn't sound like something that that is a fun entertainment product okay let's stick with platformers so we are gonna determine the best platformer um of the world that anyone can ever play no it's it's our favorite platformer because it's our show so let's get started Do we want to talk about the rules of what a platformer is now when we're on the nitpicky details of this game? I think that no, we're not. No. no. Look, you 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 know you if you're confused, you can do a Google search uh if you're listening to this, but uh yeah. I don't know. We could talk about what criteria we used of of like of, of picking uh our favorite games or for the bracket. I think overall what our goal was to find things that are where the kind of core focus is the platforming, not yes. something that's like an adventure, first person puzzle, uh, RPG, JRPG, uh, mm. uh, platformer. We're yeah. looking for like platformer with other yeah. things. Yeah. So, for example, you will note that we don't have any Zelda games in here. And that's because the <laughs> core principle of Zelda is not really that it's a platformer, it's more of a, a fantasy exploration puzzle adventure. game, adventure game. So. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. All right. We have our bracket uh, randomized from 16 picks that we selected before. We we all kind of had a bunch of games that we thought were worthy discussing and being included in this list. Uh, got it down to a list of 16, and now they go into a death match to the finals. Cool. So for the first round, uh, first round, first matchup is... Donkey Kong, the original from the arcade, I assume? Yes. Versus Sonic 2. Good matchup. All right. <laughs> it's hard. This is like two older games. So we're starting off with, with classics, but yeah. from different periods of classic yeah. See, I feel like I'm just biased here because I've never really played the arcade game. Have you guys heard? Hey, hey, youngsters, have you, he- <laughs> have you heard of Donkey Kong? Yes. <laughs> Do you even Donkey Kong? Uh, does, does the Game & Watch Donkey Kong count? No. No? <laughs> Do well, you know the- Donkey Kong Jr.? Of course. All right, let yes. me back up. Let me back up. First question. Just curious. I'm curious. Have you played <laughs> even a little bit of Donkey Kong on any, like a, a port, an emulation, or anything actually like held the joystick that controlled Mario and moved him around in the Donkey Kong game? The original. Does an emulation and using keyboard count? Yes. Okay, then yes. Okay. See, I don't think I have. <laughs> Gotta do that. I put I, I pitched Donkey Kong because uh I'm not saying it's the best platformer out there, but it was uh 
I was alive and playing arcade <laughs> games when Donkey Kong came out. And it was, uh, I don't even know, honestly, I'll have to look up and Google the history if it was literally the very first platform game, but it was certainly the first one that anyone cared about or knew about. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, like, like all new genres from that era, it was, you know, a total revelation. You know, it was like this, like, oh my gosh, you know, I've previously been just blowing things up with a spaceship or I've been moving a little, uh, Pac-Man around in a maze. And now there's mm-hmm. this, uh, this little guy and there's different levels and, you know, just the idea. I mean, that's crazy, right? Like, oh, there were four different levels, uh, <laughs> you know, you could, and that was like, that was impossibly awesome at the time. And so I just wanted to kind of, uh, you know, recognize it as one of the, uh, original uh, ancestors of of everything and that uh, obviously I'm not saying anything anyone doesn't know that it was the first appearance of Mario and uh continued the Mario and Donkey Kong characters which still last to this day and so I just wanted to give a little special shout out I can't uh, I I still think it's very fun but I can't say that it's particularly would I choose it over uh, Sonic 2? Uh, it depends on the mood. Sonic 2 also feels like kind of a retro game for me, uh, mm-hmm. even though I haven't, I don't know if I've even played Sonic 2, uh, but I'd probably look at both of them and go like, eh, I want to play both. So there's there's my non-pitch. No, no sitting here thinking about that. Has there been another Mario game since where Mario is the character you're playing that didn't contain Mario in the name? Where you're the, the I mean, main, Super main character. You are Mario? Yeah, you you as the player control Mario as your main character and it didn't mention Mario by name since Donkey Kong. I don't remember if there is a Donkey Kong 3. Donkey Kong 2, you don't play Mario. You Mario's the bad guy. You play Donkey Kong mm-hmm. Jr., uh, who's trying to rescue Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong 3, you play a guy who I think is Mario and you're shooting like uh, pesticides at bugs. It's it's this weird, different game. But that might be the case. Okay, because based on the Donkey Kong 3 cover, it doesn't look like that would be Mario. Or at least a very different looking Mario, but maybe. All right, anyways, I personally, uh, like, I, I would like to vote for Donkey Kong on this one, but I feel like Sonic is also such a classic game and it's something i have played as well and it's so i mean obviously donkey kong was different because it was the first of its kind but like sonic has this like speedy element to it that's like so different from any of like so many other games sort of leaning towards voting for sonic here i'm i'm heavily leaning towards sonic sonic was so much a quintessential part of my childhood that i cannot not vote for sonic here so we're prioritizing your childhood over my childhood (laughs) Is is that what's happening here? <laughs> no, I'm saying I personally, my vote has to go towards my childhood, not your childhood. That's fair. <laughs> but I accept your vote going towards your childhood. Also, another thing with uh, Sonic 2 in particular, it was having multiplayer, which is, at that point, wasn't very common for um, like platformers to have like very... Like proper, like playing for multiple hours with friends. Like a- you, Donkey Kong had multiplayer. You put in two quarters. You push two players. I play when I die, and then it's your turn. Is that actually like a supported mode? That's how all arcade games worked back in the day. <laughs> there was al- almost all what? of them had, had a two-player mode where you play with your friend and you trade off. You each you each get your three lives, and you're totally different modes, right? It's not like you continue from where I died. Okay. Hmm. If I get to level two and then I die, you're still back on level one. It's yep. just a way of not having to. 
It's like, uh, what's it called uh, in uh, programming, uh, like time slicing, uh, time sharing, yeah. Uh, mm. yeah. like multitasking. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, my multiplayer. When I was a kid, multiplayer mean, meant everyone could have play at the same time. <laughs> it's um, like you you play multiple people together at the same time. And <laughs> I don't know what a quarter is. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's. I, I think for me, Sonic, it's just it, it's was super fast, which like generally during that period of time games felt slower sonic felt very fast and that was kind of changing a lot and i mean that was the kind of entire thing that, i mean yeah the speed was the challenging part um uh, it was jump and run in a in a different way where it's like you're you're yeah. just blowing through it if you played a lot of mario games it's very like you make a jump and you jump on goombers and you kind of progress through it but sonic was just you you run through levels and things fly by and you can barely see them and playing multiplayer where you it's almost like a racing game at that point right it's the multiplayer mode you're trying to get to the finish line the quickest and you kind of see like when when you die you're kind of set back to the checkpoint you had a lot of like uh, last minute, uh, your, your opponent dies, and they're being moved all the way back, and you 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 zoom through the finish line. I I have a lot of very good memories of Sonic, and therefore my vote goes to Sonic. Okay, yep. Despite not appreciating Donkey Kong's contribution to the platform, Malin, are you also going to let me down and vote for Sonic? <laughs> yep, gladly. <laughs> okay. I I love the Sonic games too. I believe that I I don't know if I played Sonic two, but I've certainly played Sonic one, and I agree it was. Really good game, very groundbreaking. So mm. I will not vote for but yes. it, but I can't, you know, hold a grudge. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So the Sonic first game 2 that- moves ahead. By the way, real time yeah. follow up uh, Donkey Kong 3, the character was not Mario. It was a uh, Stanley, the bug man, was the <laughs> character. Wonder why that didn't catch on. <laughs> Cool. All right. Our next matchup is Super Mario Galaxy versus Crash Bandicoot. And is that Crash Bandicoot 1? Um, yes, it is the original Crash Bandicoot, but it is available as a remake on the PlayStation. So if anyone want to check it out, you should. Mm. Mm. So I picked, I was the one putting Crash Bandicoot in here because for me, that feels like a game that I really enjoyed throughout my childhood. And I think it was just such a. Uh, it felt like such a complex game. There were so many levels involved in it. There were so many type of mechanics and there were new mechanics being introduced throughout the gameplay as well. And I think it was, uh, I, I thought it was a really cool game. And then sometimes you have like different levels when you're not seeing, um, when, when you're actually running, uh, from like a, like a ball ro- rolling, uh, behind you. So it's like, uh, you have like the traditional levels where you see everything from one perspective, but then you have those like, infinite runners type of type of game uh, type of levels as well in between so it's nice that they mix it up there in between um and yeah i think it's it's also like i said it's also good because it is a game that people could actually play now without having to buy the old console or finding an emulator so i thought it would be would be good but i mean that doesn't really those aspects don't matter because like that's the same with super mario galaxy it's quite easy to still play that um but yes those are the arguments for me for crash bandicoot very cool. I have not played Crash Bandicoot, but I'm I'm kind of tempted now. Same. <laughs> I, I've not played it. I, I wasn't sure if I should admit that. Uh, but now when you... Will there be a remastered version for PlayStation 5? That's all I care about. There is a new one coming out for PlayStation 5. <sighs> I assume the remastered one will be available too. Well, obviously, if, it, if, it's about for, if it's out for PlayStation 4, obviously I can play it on my PlayStation 5. Yeah. 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 
Yep. So I'm I, I wasn't sure if I should admit that, but now when you're so uh uh fearlessly Oh there's a lot of games. Yeah, there's a lot of games I have not played. Um Super Mario Galaxy is is just I don't know, it, I always love jump and run platformers and I got to a point where I was like, oh, okay, now we kinda have everything has kind of been done and I thought I don't know how platformers will change. It felt like, all right, we kind of know what we're getting, and it's kind of the same, and it's kind of nice, but I, I was kind of after something new. And then uh, when Nintendo released Super Mario Galaxy, at first glance, I was like, that is really cool. You have, like, different physics and this kind of weird, like, mm-hmm. planets, and you kind of swing between them, and you had kind of the Wii mode uh, kind of interaction with it, and you kind of swing around. I was like, that looks really intriguing. And when I actually played it, it played even better than it looked somehow. Yep. I don't know how Nintendo nailed a fairly complex, you know, there was fairly complex physics to kind of transition between different gravitational fields of different planets to kind of get around the world and, and being upside down, but still maintaining orientation and still having this tight control. Yeah, without a doubt, Super Mario Galaxy is, is probably one of my favorite jump and run platformers of all time and it's it's both unique and totally warrants that they also released super mario galaxy 2 because if any super mario game needed a follow-up with the same mechanics and more and and refined it was that it's just unequivocally one of my my favorite platformers of all time yep i feel like uh literally you said exactly everything that i would have said (laughs) in in pretty much the same way i would have said it i I think it's one of my uh, favorite it's definitely my favorite of the Mario series. Uh, and the thing it's so amazing about it, it's in some ways there, there are certain elements of it that are just very much like classic 3D Mario games, uh, which in and of itself it would be good at. But the, uh, the, the gameplay elements specifically involving the little sort of mini sized planets and gravity and stuff, it, it, the feel of it is just really, really good. I remember when it first came out and I just couldn't stop playing it. And I tried to tell my friend that it's this game I'm obsessed with and he should try it. And you kind of try to in words describe why it's more fun than a regular Mario mm-hmm. game. I go, I go, no, I'm like, no, this is like, it's like fun, like a Mario game, but even better. And you can't really mm-hmm. explain it. You have to feel it. You have to play it and, and, and just sort of get that sense. And I am very glad they came out with a second one. And I am surprised. I, I am shocked that like in my mind, Super Mario Galaxy should be the premier uh, part of the Mario series and should be like yeah. the launch really? the launch version of the of Mario game for every new console and the fact that they're kind of like oh we came up with two versions for the Wii and then now we're doing some other stuff and I, there's other good Mario games and I'm not trying to slight them but I I couldn't help but wondering like am I the only person that loves this game or did it not sell that well or is it just because it was launched on the Wii it kind of didn't get the recognition it deserves I, I don't know I'm very happy to hear someone else that feels the same way I do about it, and I hope they come out with many more, or at least some some modern remakes or something. Yeah, I'd, I would I would both take a re like a remake for for the Switch, or, or I, I take it whenever it comes. But like if if they would want to really a lot of re releases that Nintendo's doing lately, I'd totally take like a Super Mario Galaxy double pack with Galaxy yeah. One and Two. Mm-hmm. That would be that would be awesome. Yeah, but if, I can if, imagine. If that anyone's be. interested in making Super Mario Galaxy Three, I'd be up for that as well. <laughs> Um, Malin, have you played Super Mario Galaxy? 
I don't think I actually have. I rem- uh, I watched Kai play it quite a lot when he played it, ah. which is annoying. I don't like that I'm slightly spoiled of how the you, levels You wouldn't be work. spoiled. It's 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 really the f- feel and the gameplay that, yeah. that makes that and game. And it's been long so. enough ago. I mean, I could play it again and I wouldn't remember anything yeah. about how the levels worked. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it looks um, beautiful too. Like still to this day, even running on, on a Wii, which is yeah. hardware wise, not the most, uh, like graphics powerful console, but it, it, the, the art style just really works. It's, it's, it's a really, really, really mm. good game. Yeah. I definitely want to play it, but we don't have any way of playing it right now. Um, I'll send you my we don't Wii, have U. A Wii at the moment. Yeah. You have to. We, we used to have a Wii U. It also had a very, uh, interesting two-player mode. It wasn't a real two-player mode, mm. but uh, the second player... Was it something like, you're the star? Exactly. So when you're normally playing it, you have your the Wiimote and the joystick, and the joystick is what you're mainly using to move around. The Wiimote, you point to pick up the little... Not the star... Yeah, the stars. Mm. Uh, but in two-player mode, the person sitting next to you can use their Wiimote to pick up the stars. And that's all they can do, but it's kind of nice so you can focus on jumping and running and and uh avoiding death hmm. and uh just get it's it's like if you're having to watch someone play the game uh you get a little something bonus to do hmm. and it's also i think mario games are the strongest when every time you die you know why you made a mistake hmm. and i think galaxy had this kind of inter due to all those gravity and physics elements it's sometimes that you jump and then you pull into a different planet and you're like, oh no, yeah, I see what I did there. Yeah, that was that was silly. And it's it, you, it feels satisfying to make mistakes because it doesn't feel like the game got it wrong. But you're like, yeah, I haven't thought of that because you, in our world, we don't usually have to think too much about being pulled into different gravitational fields. Uh, luckily, so it's it's also like it's great when games do things that are otherwise not. I mean, not that Mario is otherwise much of a simulation, but it's also fun to have those kind of different movement mechanics. Mm-hmm. So I assume this is a two to one for yep for Galaxy. Yeah, seems like it. All right, so. I'm very happy that Galaxy moves on. Yeah. All right, the next one is interesting, very different <laughs> uh, type of matchup, which is Doodle Jump, uh, one of the I think one of the original uh, games on the iPhone, or at least very early on. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, which is. Uh, it's hard to describe, right? It was was a platformer designed for using the um, gyro in the iPhone. So you're yes. you're kind of you're you're going from the bottom to the top, and you used you tilt your phone to left and right to move to left and right, and you're kind of jumping from clouds to clouds and trying to avoid obstacles on your way. And then there are other mechanics like certain clouds you can only jump on once, or certain platforms you can only jump off once, and those kind of things. And it's and it's kind of an endless climber in the sense of you just try to get as high as you mm-hmm. can uh, with, before you die. And like a lot mm-hmm. of mobile games, even today or especially at that era, you know, it it perfected the this is something to do while I'm watching TV commercials or while I'm waiting in line <laughs> for something because you can play a quick uh, forty five second game or longer depending on how good you're doing, and uh, it just uh, wait, wasting a little sliver of time. But it's also an interesting game where the first few rounds you might play like 30 seconds and you're like, all right, that's pretty hard. And then after, if you played it for long enough, you, you, you like, you play like four minute rounds and you couldn't have imagined to ever make it through four minutes of this when you started, but you mm-hmm. just keep getting better at it and you get, get a better feeling of the, the interaction model. And it's actually a game where you, despite the game not getting harder itself, right? It's, it's fairly like, the game mechanics stay pretty consistent, but you feel like you're getting better and better. Yeah. 
at at controlling the game. And inside, probably Adam, you're the best to give a brief summary of that. Yeah. So I I think last time we talked, you guys told me you, neither one of you has played inside. That's correct. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, inside, it's it's kind of um it it plays as a very familiar 2D platformer um in the sense of you're running and jumping and uh there's bad guys that are after you who you sort of have to evade and there's a little bit of puzzling how to get from one level to another the whole game sort of takes tells a story without any any words or dialogue um you you play as this uh guy boy i think it's a boy uh who is uh being chased by these shadowy figures and you are pretty much just uh, walking from left to right, trying to get farther away from them. You're not really sure what's going on. Um, kind of by the end, I won't say that everything is massively explained, but it's it, it's a satisfying story, and you kind of like there there is an ending to it. And I just felt like it was a really good example of a very um, clever platformer that I'd say p- puts sort of a puzzling as a as a main component to it. You are trying to you know, run and jump, but you're also trying to figure out like, oh, how do I get to that ledge up there? And and new new abilities or skills are kind of added. And the the whole thing has a very um kind of dark, semi-creepy, but very artistic vibe to it. You know, it it's it's not when you think of platform Formers, a lot of times you think of kind of Mario-esque, cartoony, sort of like fun for kids sort of thing. This isn't like, mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's not for kids, but it... It, it looks pretty creepy. Yeah, I feel yeah. like it's it, not for kids. And it, it, so if you, if, you, if you like kind of artsy indie games and you like 2D platformers, you know, you'll like this a lot. Um, it's the same developers mm-hmm. that made a game called Limbo, uh, which mm-hmm. was also a, a dark, creepy, artsy 2D platformer. Uh, which I could have included both, uh, or pitched both, but between the two of them, you should play both. But I thought Inside was a little bit more interesting. I, I very much actually want you two to play Inside sometime when you have some time, because I, I would like to talk about it and see what you thought, because the, it, it's, it, get, it goes from weird to weirder. And, uh, it's the kind of thing that I want to uh, talk to people about. And so, um, I, I don't know. I guess I'd vote for it just because I feel like it, 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 it took me to like another level of what platforming can be. But I have utmost respect for Doodle Jump and I, <laughs> I think it has importance too. And they're very, very different. Uh, but if I had to vote, which I do have to vote, I would vote for <laughs> Inside. All right. Uh, do you know where we could play, um, Inside? I believe I played it on the PlayStation 4, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just had a look. It it runs on pretty much anything. Xbox One, Windows, PlayStation 4, iOS, Switch, Mac OS. And it's not a super long game. It, it's a game, I, I don't know how long it is, but I imagine it's less than three hours to, mm. to, to play. So you play it over a couple evenings or a, a weekend, and uh, I think it's worth worth checking out. So the interesting thing here is for this vote is I think I would prefer Inside as a game. I think Doodle Jump Doodle Jump has an interesting aspect to it as far as voting and impact it had on future iterations. Mm-hmm. It started this kind of um it was a really really good arcade game on iPhone, mm-hmm. but it started this trend into all those like infinite runners and 
when when more more people start exploiting inner purchases on on that system was it always in the purchases though i feel like no, this Jump used to be paid up to, front, yeah, but it yeah. kind of inspired a lot of those kind of games that were then going down a, a route that i didn't yeah didn't particularly appre- appreciate in in mobile games uh-huh. so i think doodle jump is a great mobile game mm-hmm. but it it kind of i think it inspired a lot though i think since it was one of the early really good mobile games i think that inspired many people to make arcade like games and sure some people might have chosen the wrong business model but i, I mean, think overall they, they probably did pretty well with those yeah yeah models. yeah uh, but i think in general it's it sort of showed that it sort of added this like gaming aspect to the phone hmm. and i think that's been really uh, it has had a, had a huge impact i think i would say doodle jump i think that's where my vote will go although i would really like to play inside and it looks really cool and it feels i've it it looks like such a artistic game and i think it looks beautiful and yeah i, I really would like to give it credit but i can't really before i played it by the way doodle jump still runs on uh, phones and it takes advantage of the <laughs> iPhone's uh, 10's full screen size. So it's not one of those apps yeah. that's not been updated forever. Uh, mm-hmm. I think they've <laughs> just kept at it. Yeah. Oh, wait. We were, think- t- we were talking about the iPhone version of Doodle Jump, right? Not the arcade yes. version? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Have you guys seen yeah. Doodle Jump in the arcade? Yep. <laughs> no. Was yeah, that before, or like an old game before? No, it was, it was after. It was, it was the... While these this new generation of mobile games is blowing up, and obviously some developers uh, decided to you know milk it, and uh, I'm, I'm assuming it was a collaboration with someone that's like, we want your game on, on in the arcades, and threw some money at them. Uh, Doodle Jump is a game that runs anywhere, right? It even I think the latest port is actually to a Nokia 105, <laughs> just like a random Nokia phone. So Doodle Jump. Just looking at at Wikipedia, runs on Android, BlackBerry, iPhone OS, Symbian, Java ME, Xbox 360 Connect, Windows Phone, Nintendo DS, Nintendo 3DS, Arcade, Series 30, Windows Phone 7, Windows Phone 8. Apple Watch? Uh, (laughs) That is surprising that it... I feel like it could work on the Apple Watch. It could work. Maybe uh, when it was first, Apple Watch was first released, it was so limited... Yeah. You couldn't, yeah. and then by the time they up opened it up a little bit, it's like, eh, why bother? <laughs> Considering that they made it for an iPhone 7, but not for the Apple Watch, is kind of <laughs> an indication <laughs> of the state of the App Store on the Apple Watch. Yeah. Anyway, so is that a win for Dual Jump? No, I actually go with Inside just okay. because I, I, I was convinced by Adam's explanation of it, and I do think it would be in my in my wheelhouse. All right, so Inside wins. I assume you vote for that too, Adam. Woohoo! Yes. Cool. So, over to matchup number four. Celeste uh, versus Super Mario, Super Mario 64, which are two very different games. So this will be interesting. Um, I have, I haven't played all of Celeste, but I really like the concept of it and I love how challenging it is. And I think it's such a diff, it's, it's not like the typical platformer game that you think of, but it really, is a platformer game, but it has so many unique mechanics. So I don't know. Have you have you played Celeste, Adam? I have not. Still not. <gasps> Did we t- we talked about this in the last episode, right? Wasn't this yeah one of our? Was it in the last episode? Too? I I, I yeah, don't remember. I get it. I get it all mixed up. You got you guys were last episode. You guys were pitching all these weird games that I've never. Heard of. <laughs> uh, and since you. And since you've only played 2MD, so you had no time for anything else. Ah, that's right. (laughs) 
Maybe we don't need that much of an explanation then. But no, it's, it's like a, you it's guys. Just... I get. The, look, I get the message, guys. You want me to play Celeste, all right? You don't have to keep uh, bringing it up in every single matchup we have. I will. I will we play could, it. We if, could do it. We can do a trade. Uh, we play inside. You play Celeste. I like it. Yeah, I good. like it yeah. absolutely. And I think yeah, Celeste. I, I agree with none. It's. I, I finished the Celeste is very it gets very challenging. So they have a main kind of story and then they have B sides and C sides, which are like alternative forms of the level. They're quite significantly different, but it's like the same theme, but applied in a way, way, way more difficult way. So I'd say most player people who've played video games before can probably finish the main story. The B side is, is if you're really up for a challenge and C side gets even harder. Mm. Um, so I've only played the, the core, the core, um, story, uh, and a couple of B and C side levels, but only selected ones where it was like, Oh, I really like the music in this level. Let me, let me try to, to work my th- way through it. And it was one of those games that are challenging enough, but sa- satisfying enough to that de- if you make it through it, that it kept me going. And also game, you know, sometimes you have games where you're like, all right, it's, they're challenging jumps. And if you fail, it shows you a loading screen and you go back to your last checkpoint and you have to walk for like 20 seconds. Even like 20 seconds doesn't sound like a lot. But if you're dying somewhere like 10 times in a row, having to see a loading screen and then walking 20 seconds and wait for the right timing again for the platforms to be in the right place for you to even start your jumping, it is really, really annoying. And I don't like when games do that, when Mm -hmm. they're challenging, but. Wait, are you talking about control now? (laughs) (laughs) it's a perfect example how annoying is it to die at like one of those battles and you're like really you put me all the way back there yeah yeah and celeste is just that's exactly how you should do it like if you miss a jump they they put you back right before the jump that you but it it is sort of a game that you're supposed to you're supposed to fail at a couple of times like it's very uh, hard to make it on the first try and i think the fact that it's like accepted to lose a couple of times or it's even ten times, like I think that's a that's quite good, and I think they really used that, like they really were aware of that and made a mechanics. Like it's thing. it's celebrated even like in the in the screens, like after after you complete the levels, showing you how many things you've learned, like based on how often mm. you've died, because every time you die, you learned a new thing of how how not to jump there, and it's very much designed, like even. Uh, I I saw some interviews with with the creators of the game where they even you know how the game if they are moving platforms it kind of goes through like a rotation of how the platforms move. They every single like jump checkpoint so every kind of smaller segment they they start the game loop at a specific point so you never have to wait for platforms to be in the order so you can always start your attempt immediately again after dying. Which just means it almost like dying has almost no negative influences on your game experience. You never cool. think, "Man, I died." It's always like, "All right, I I know what I did there. Let mm. let's try it again." And and you get better. And if you look at when you try to attempt the first level, and you're like, you try like in the beginning, maybe like ten, twenty times for like a certain section. You're like, "How can I ever make that?" You play another half an hour, and you're really good at that. And if you finish the game and you go back to the first level. You make everything on first try. You can make it through the entire first first uh, chapter without ever dying because you actually get so much better at it. And the combination of like challenge, interesting story, really nice music and art style, it, it kind of you kind of get into like a into like a groove while playing that is super satisfying and 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 just generally feeling good. Hmm. That I I think everyone that's interested in platformers, if they can at all bear 
it's definitely in the higher motoric skill requirement games but not not crazily so yeah. like if you only play the main story i think most people that are that, that have enough experience with games would get through it uh i think everyone should have a look did we even mention what, what celeste is going up against i don't think so it's going up against super, super no it, i said that yeah super, it's going up against uh super mario 64 which i don't feel needs an explanation it's like a i think this comes into like falls into sort of the like traditional uh platformer platform I mean, game traditional as in it defined what 3d platformers are yeah yeah which makes this really hard, but I just feel like I want to vote for Celeste because I think it's nice to have something that is quite different in here. And it is something that is feeling, it feels really polished. I'm not saying that Super Mario 64 isn't, but it's still an older game. And I think, um, Celeste is such a, such a cool game. And I think people should play it. Yeah. Super Mario 64 had a bigger impact on gaming. Mm for historic like historic value is higher with super mario 64 because it was in a period where where that was new to even make 3d games in the first place um and celeste is also 2d um but a better game celeste is definitely a better game and it Hmm. it probably learned some things from super mario 64 um Mm. that like for example in super mario 64 like your your dying experience has some kind of animation you're being thrown out of the level it's it's very much like all right gotta get through those steps um so I, I vote for Celeste, but I do want to acknowledge Super Mario 64's uh, impact on, on the platform genre. Hmm. Cool. Adam? I'm happy to go with that. I have uh, not played either of these games. I think last episode I was shamed for not playing Super Mario 64, and this episode <laughs> I'm being shamed for not playing Celeste. Um, <laughs> so it's hard for me to vote, but uh, I'm happy to go along with the pack. And based on uh, everything you've said so far, if I had both games in front of me today and I had nothing else to do and I had to play one or the other, I'd probably check out Celeste first. So Good choice. Yep. All right. Uh, made in Vancouver, Celeste uh, oh, makes God. it into the next round. <laughs> lucky you saved that for after I voted. <laughs> All right. Matchup number five. Um also very interesting. It's Trials. I can't, it's kind of the entire series in a way. But if we would pick a particular one, probably Trials Fusion, because it's fairly recent and kind of uh, one that's that's kind of embodying this series pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, versus Little Big Planet. This is Little Big Planet 1, right? Yes. Yeah. And both games, insanely different, right? Trials being a game that is... A very different type of platformer. You I, I do think Trials, in terms of like difficulty, is quite similar to Celesto. Like it's, it's quite hard to make. Similar, yeah, like you can't make it on the first try usually. Like so, it's quite a difficult game, and you have those like quick checkpoints where you can go back mm. to. Like everyone else who isn't the two of you, I've never <laughs> heard of Trials, and I have no idea what it is. So can you give me really? a quick? Uh, no, I mean seriously, All no right. no one's heard of it. <laughs> 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 all right uh send me an email if you're afraid of this um <laughs> and because send it to me because then i can pretend hundreds of people send me emails mm. and mm-hmm. adam has no way of verifying. Sure. um uh it is it is a platformer where you're on a motorbike and you're pre- essentially trying to get through an obstacle course and it is two like it is a 3d environment but you're you're playing kind of only on two uh, on t- in 2D so you kind of see it from the side mm-hmm. and you're trying to get through the obstacles while it's controlling like a, I just want to clear, clarify it's like a mud bike so the type of track is more like a motocross track it's mm-hmm. not like a, a racetrack 
and and you kind of control it by essentially controlling the throttle and brakes and you're leaning so that's kind of all you do you oh, lean okay. forward backwards and you accelerate and, and brake and i've already been a sucker for those kind of games like in the flash browser games i, I forgot what it was called do you remember um, when you built the levels yourself the motorbike game when it was it was like a flash game that you could build a level yourself mm-hmm, and you mm-hmm. just sort of drew lines mm-hmm. what was that one called was that Don't a trial remember. no but yeah um I always like those kind of games where you're just like leaning and and driving through really hard, obscure like environments. And in a way, it it has a lot of similarities to to Celeste in that there are checkpoints and you can you can jump back to them. There's no loading screen in between. It is more about overcoming those kind of hard obstacles to to make it through, and it's super satisfying when you make it through. Um, and it's a it's a game made in in Finland and has a bit of a cruel finish humor to it like sometimes if you're if you miss a platform they have like dynamite in in the in a pit so not only did you miss your jump but you're also like exploding and they have ragdoll physics where you're the rider is like <laughs> screaming and like flung like sounds amazing sounds like <laughs> hundreds of meters through the air uh, but it's not bloody right no it's not like gory it's no just... it's just it's just a bit cruel like yeah sometimes you make a game and uh, make the level and then you fall into like a fire pit it's like it's 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 finnish uh humor yeah, yeah. Okay. Those, it, those are things happening in finland yeah that's mr that's... finland expert <laughs> yep um so it's 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 very interesting definitely a different type of platformer but i very much enjoy it well, a little bit Planet, Mal and I played together in, in like, co-op. Yeah, have, you, is... played, have you played a little bit Planet, Adam? Uh, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I I really like it. I think it's so different. Like, it has, it has again, some different mechanics. And it's pretty different for a platformer that way. And I found that it's actually better the more people you are playing. Um, the fact that it has multiplayer means that you can access different levels. So like you might need to have two players to get into like an elevator thing that takes you up to a different place in the level. So I think it's quite fun that you can explore the level with as two people and sort of help each other out. And I'm going to vote for that just because I feel like it's a great game to play together, uh, but you do can you can still play it by yourself if you want to, and it's also very cute and like really special in terms of the art style. So yeah. I picked that. I think it was probably the first corp game we played. We finished together. I think could be yeah, awesome. Um, right. what are you ready to vote? Yeah, anyone still indecisive? I yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I. Okay, let's okay. just vote. I vote for Little Big Planet. <laughs> I vote for Trials. Uh, I'll, I've, yeah, I'll vote for Little Big Planet. All right, all right. Fair, you just don't enough. want any of them. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to sound so confused. I just, I'm just like, ah, it's hard to. I have nothing against Little Big Planet. I think it's, I think it's good. I just somehow it never stuck with me. I tried playing it several times, and I would be like, oh, this is pre- actually pretty fun. And then I would just like eat lunch and just come, never come back and play it again. I don't know why. <laughs> Do you play co-op or or by yourself? By myself. Okay, because I think that is really the hook for Little Big Planet. That yeah. if you play together, because there's a lot more like messing with each other, right? You can mm-hmm. hold on to each other and kind of uh. drag each other around a bit and kind of both try to make it through, but also kind of be like uh, mess with it. mess mess yeah. with each other. And I think that is 
for for like a platform multiplayer, you need that. It would yeah. be boring if everyone had no collision, right? You wouldn't want to play a multiplayer jump and run where where collision detection is off. You want to have the bit like where someone tries to jump on the corner and the other person tr- aims for the same corner and you both die. That's that's part of the <laughs> the charm of those kind of games. Um, so I definitely. And even Little Big Planet is kind of designed where certain segments of the level you cannot reach if you don't have people that you play with. And I think that's a bit annoying when you're by yourself. Like, even if you play two players, it's like, yeah, you need three set yes, people for this part. And you're you like, really? Yeah. So I'm like, you're just shaming so me for not having more friends. I, honestly, if you'd asked me before today, I would not have known that Little Big Planet had a multiplayer mode. Like, I'm sure at some point, that information came to me, but all I remember about it is like playing it by myself. And I remember there being the whole like level editor thing and people creating custom levels, did all sorts of crazy things. And I remember those are like the two main things that I remember. That's interesting. Mm. Maybe I yeah, missed so out. Whenever our super subtle uh, Vancouver lobbying uh, uh, works for you and you move here, uh, we can play <laughs> Little Big Planet uh, three player. Uh, nice. Co-op. And you, you still have your uh, PlayStation 3? Uh, no, that was stolen, so we use yours. <laughs> nah, I'll see if I'll have to plug it in, see if it works. <laughs> All right. I, cool. I like that that's your biggest concern, not your, uh, not having your, your to get imminent him. move to Vancouver. That, well, I'm not going to look. At some point, I'll, 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 I'll visit you. <laughs> Just for a very extended time. And you'll have to decide whether you want me to bring... I can either bring a PlayStation 3 in my suitcase or I can bring a PlayStation VR in my suitcase. And you'll have to decide which you want to try. I really hope we're seeing some PlayStation VR for PlayStation 5. If they would even go as far as announcing I, anything that's new, like a new controllers, right? Yeah. I think that's yeah. the biggest downfall of the current PSVR. If they would have PlayStation VR-focused controllers announced, and they're not even saying when they're coming out, they're not saying part of the launch setup, just saying there will be the PlayStation 5 is designed yeah. for this new thing that's coming later, I think that would get me over the, the over yeah. there. Because Oculus does a lot of weird things now when they were bought like bought by Facebook and yeah. they're trying to push all their Facebook stuff on yeah. Yeah. on you. I would like a serious competitor in that area where you don't have to have a gaming computer at home with wires attached. If they could do something where it's like the PlayStation is still doing the rendering, but it's it's streamed from the console that you're standing next to. Um, and you have a proper setup where you have six degrees of freedom, proper controllers, looking around, decent, decent uh, graphics, graphical fidelities, good optics. I would love that. Yeah, I would love that. I, I, they're working on stuff. I would, I would not count on them making any major VR announcements at all for the first year of the PlayStation Five, just because it it adds confusion. They're trying to sell multiple things at the same time. I think all the whole first year is mm-hmm. just going to be about PS Five, PS Five, PS Five. Mm-hmm. I'm sure people are going to come out with new PSVR games that will work on the PlayStation Five mm-hmm. with the original PlayStation mm-hmm. VR. I think but some of them are already announced. I think Hitman. It's available. Yeah, yeah, good VR, example, yeah. good example. So I, I think uh, at some point there will be a PSVR two. I would be shocked if it actually was released within the first three years, and you know, it might yeah. be they might do. I think they might do the slow drip of information, where like you know, a year before they even officially announce it, they kind of show some. Oh, here's our labs. We're working on some cool stuff. And then mm-hmm. a year later, officially announce it. I, that's just my guess. I think that they... Yeah, yeah, it would make sense. Yeah. I, I just... I, I like that. Because I think PlayStation is such a... They're one of... Like, Sony is one of the bigger drivers of VR exposure for people. Yeah. And I think they could have a big impact if yeah. they would. I, I hope they do, too. I, I, think, I, think, I think we talked about this before, but it's... 
I think VR is is early enough that it needs to have a development cycle that's much faster than standard mm-hmm. console generations. And it might be the case that the console makers like Sony are still kind of stuck in that we're going to have one big console release every seven years. And in the mid cycle, we'll do a VR update. You know, mm-hmm. I, you know, maybe I'll be wrong. I, I have no inside information at all. Uh, do, just, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sounds sketchy. The, the strategy sounds smart though yes. right it is the right approach to say look this is a new console mm-hmm. don't get confused because whenever consoles turn like wii u is probably a bad example because they were super confusing in a lot of ways but having this kind of separate controller thing that looked like a standalone thing but wasn't yeah and yeah. calling it the yeah. wii u was also just a terrible naming uh decision but it, it was confusing right a lot of people are like wait is a controller i buy a new controller to my wii and then i have a wii u or yeah. is that like a new game boy that i can take wherever i want mm-hmm. but it was none of that so i totally see the argument of saying yeah. look let's not confuse us too much let's yeah. release the playstation and then there will be some period where it's like all right now we're kind of the the kind of hype from from releasing a new console is kind of fading and then we can do yeah, yeah. psvr and then we do our playstation 5 mm. pro maybe after that or right. or kind of yeah. yeah but i sort of felt like it made sense the way apple did it with the iphone and the apple watch um it felt like they had a quite a nice cadence that the phone was released in September and the watch used to be released in March. Mm-hmm. And that made quite a lot of sense because it's like sort of continuing this like new, like personal device cycle. It's like, it feels like yeah. this, it's this like new exciting thing halfway through the year rather than both at the same time. But then they sort of moved that to be, be, be happening at the same time. So I guess maybe there was a reason for that. Maybe it was better for them to release them at the same time. Consoles are slow, right? Yeah. It's, it's just very. Like when when did the PlayStation Four came come it was, out? Uh, all of them came out with a six year 12, six years 13. in between. Apart from this, this was seven years ago. Yeah, mm. uh, PlayStation Four came out so two thousand and thirteen. And that's the thing when they when they launch a new console, it has to be the biggest event. Yeah. That's yeah. So I, I so I think all this Christmas they'll only talk about get a PlayStation 5, get a PlayStation 5. Yeah. Probably all next year, the messaging will be uh, check out this new exclusive game we have. We have the best game, best... And then probably even next Christmas is going to be, hey, we know you yeah. waited. You didn't want to buy a PlayStation 5, you know, on day one, but check out all these games we have. We have the great library. You know, some some people are putting it on sale, buy a PlayStation 5 this Christmas. And then I'd, I'd say, just my gut feeling is the earliest you'd hear them make any sort of official announcement about playstation vr is sort of maybe like the march after that but who knows yeah maybe Maybe i'll be wrong and then bundle them and it's just yeah they have such good setup to because all the new the hardware and and if they had a new headset they could leapfrog most of the competition because it's way easier to sell a console with a headset than selling like a gaming computer with like a super beefy gpu and and wires that you have to attach to it or like what Oculus does with a completely standalone that's definitely falling behind in in fi- visual fidelity and it's a good I mean not that they could react that quickly but they're definitely getting a lot of backlash within the VR community right now based on all this Facebook stuff yeah and in general if you can compete with Facebook please do so <laughs> all right moving on all right um, <laughs> did we even introduce this round yet no no we did not we so just... this matchup uh, stagehand versus Loco Roco. Okay, I think those are two games that people might not be super familiar with. Um, I can talk about Stagehand, um, unless anyone else wants to. No, go for yeah. it. Uh, so Stagehand is, 
I feel like it's a reverse platformer potentially. Yeah. Um, so it's it's I I love the concept of this game. I love the mechanic. It's interesting. Of the game. They're both kind of reverse platformers. All right. Keep yeah. Going. Yeah. No, that's that's true, man. These should not be a matchup. Yeah. Uh, but so basically, what you do is that instead of controlling, you, you you're this guy running through a stage, uh, running from one side of the screen to the other side of the screen, and instead of you, it's a it's a mobile game. And instead of you controlling the guy running, you're actually controlling the stage. So you have to make sure that the stage aligns so that you can continue running. So it's sort of like all the small pieces um, that you have to like drag up to make a flat surface so that the guy running can actually run. Uh, but you can also like use those platforms to make the person jump. So you might be able to like quickly drag uh, one of the one part of the stage up and down in order for the, the character to sort of fall. So if you want to like. Um, no, if you drag it down, it's sticky. The The character jumps when they reach the ledge. Oh, okay. Okay, so if you want them to jump from a higher height to sort of get over some obstacle or uh, get just for some reason fall from a higher height, you can actually just pull that part of the stage up and then next time they continue running, it will, they will fall down. It's quite a hectic game. Like, you actually have to move really quickly. You definitely have to use both of your hands to, like, control the stage. And plan and, ahead. Because yes. there are, like, some, some obstacles that you have to move out of the way that might come from the top of the screen. Yeah, move yeah. Out. Others, and then you want to prepare, like... A, a few tiles of of the the next uh, um, the next platforms to mm-hmm. kind of align so so your character is not running into any walls and also you're dying either by falling off or running into a wall yes so you open um, I think the reason you actually run into a wall is because um, the the screen continues moving or like the camera mm-hmm. angle continues moving so if you um, don't continue running because you're stuck against the wall uh, you will basically be removed from the screen eventually because the camera continues going so it's a bit hectical and you really have to it's sort of like an infinite runner but you have to make sure that you're not getting stuck in between so that you can continue um, yep. speaking of uh, getting stuck super sticky uh, soundtrack as well like that yes the, it's it's really really good um uh, Cable Sasser made it, um, and it's it's really it's it's super super good soundtrack, um, and overall a really fun game. Awesome. Uh, who picked uh, Loco Rocco? That would be Mr. me. Pronounce Have it? either of you heard, played it, or at least heard of it? I heard of it. I don't think I played the original one, but I'm not sure if I played some port of it because I definitely feel like I have tried it out. You, Adam? Yeah, um, I've heard of it, and. I just did a Google search and saw screenshots and it looks familiar, but I've definitely never played it. Okay. So, Loco Roco, uh, I played it on the PlayStation Portable. I think that was the original. Yes, that's where I played it. Oh. Yeah. So, that was the original release. And it's also, it's interesting. It's in a way, not quite, but also similar. So, you know, PlayStation Portable was kind of like a unreasonably unsuccessful console. I, I like mine quite a lot. Um and you had like shoulder buttons, L and R, and you would use L and R, uh, L for left and R for right, mm-hmm. uh, to kind of tilt the stage. So you would kind of move the entire environment, and your character is a uh, blob, circularly right? shaped blob. Yeah. So it would kind of roll based on how you tilt the environment. And if you would uh, hold both triggers uh, and let them go, like there's a small flick. So you would kind of, it's kind of like a jump. And that was the only control mechanisms you had. So you kind of rolled through levels, jumped from from places to places. So it's a a jump and roll uh, type of game. (laughs) And it's, again, very interesting soundtrack. Definitely not... uh, 
it's kind of it's super hard to describe it's it's a very absurd <laughs> setup weird weird soundtrack uh definitely very japanese um a lot of hidden compartments and levels and you're trying to to both make it to the end but there are also flowers that you're trying to collect and the more the more you collect the bigger you get mm-hmm. and you can decide to split up yourself like you can break into your components again mm-hmm. to make it through smaller cracks but then you kind of want to come back together because if you lose any component of you that goes off screen that part is gone and you're trying to, 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 to if you want to get like a hundred percent completion you have to collect all your all the flowers to kind of grow and keep keep yourself together and make mm-hmm. it make it into into the finish line it's, it sounds weird it's super fun though mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, I really, really enjoyed it I think there's also a remake for PlayStation 4 actually uh of i don't know if it's the first one or local Roku 2 there was a there was a second one oh yeah uh a remastered version of the game was released in 2017 for playstation 4 so if if my very strange uh, description of it is intriguing at all i would definitely recommend checking it out and it's incredibly hard to pick one over the other because yeah yeah both of them are genuinely interesting um unique game concepts of how to make a jump and run Mm -hmm. platform game work differently adam you haven't played either of them have you no i i played stagehand not very much though i for whatever reason was terrible at it the difficulty curve just didn't work for me and i just after a while was like i'm not being successful and i kind of gave up so i i know (laughs) i i feel like i essentially have not played it as far as gathering the same level of uh you know interest as you guys have and no, I I think I made it into top ten in the worldwide chart nice. in, in stage chain once, yeah. so I was quite proud about that. Um, See, I'm not. I'm also not very good at it, but I did. I do really enjoy playing. It. Um, this is hard. It's difficult. I think I I got a vote for stage chain. I I was really hooked on that for a while. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it's no longer being updated, so it's not much of a. I mean, you can still play it, but it's it's not. <sighs> it w- won't fill your full screen. Even Doodle Jump is still updated. <laughs> I think Stagehand didn't financially wasn't as successful as I yeah. think it deserved to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I th- I thought it was a great ti- game, but I think it was a bad time for games that were paid up front. Mm, it was kind of the yeah. like all the games were free now and at the end of that era, uh, he, uh, Matt tried to go with like a paid up front, and I think it would have deserved a lot more success because I yeah. think it's genuinely a very clever idea and a very good concept and feels great to play. Um, but yeah, I think that was more of a financial decision than to to not not maintain that. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I I'll vote for Stagehand. Mm. Yeah, I'm also gonna vote for Stagehand. Wow. Okay. I would have voted for Loco Roco just because it looked cool, okay. but it doesn't matter. I know, and I I think I wanna now when I know that there's a remaster version, I wanna buy it and play it. Uh, but yeah, I still pick Stagehand just because I think Stagehand. it was a very interesting special concept. Stagehand moves forward. Cool. Uh, made in Perth, Australia. All right. Um, round number seven is uh, Banjo Kazooie uh, versus Super Mario 3D World. Hmm, interesting. Um, Adam, you played Banjo Kazooie. Do you want to give us a summary? Yeah, yeah. So, um, Banjo Kazooie was a game for the Nintendo 64, and I think it's been remade and remastered, perhaps for later consoles, but. Uh, it's, uh, I think I mentioned before, I never, on the Nintendo 64, I never played, uh, Super Mario 64. And so in some ways, Banjo Kazooie was my first 3D platformer. And mm-hmm. I was still in that state of mind of like 
just being blown away at 3d games in general. And, uh, just, uh, I just thought it was weird and cool. And, and in some ways not, I don't want to say creepy, like the game is creepy, but just the idea of exploring these like worlds that you have no idea what's going on. And, and, mm-hmm. uh, I just found it really, really fun. I mean, it, I definitely just played it until I had literally collected every, I don't remember what you collect, these little gems or something, or little music notes. That's They're what it is. Music notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And uh, yeah, I thought it was fun and innovative. And so part of my pick is it's based on nostalgia, like a lot of my picks are, just mm-hmm. like uh, platform games that uh, I was really into and really affected me at the time. I'll admit, though, for this one that I, I think when I was first making my list of platform games to to pitch, it wasn't on the list. And only when I kind of was looking at some articles about like, oh, the best 50 platform games of all time and saw this, it was like, oh, yeah, duh, Banjo-Kazooie. So that's kind of <laughs> my, my little bit of a soft pitch. But I still think, um, you know, I, I feel like it was, I, I can't compare it to Mario 64, but I feel like other than that, it definitely was the absolute best uh, 3D platformer I played of that console generation. That's just for me. And so that is why I pitched it. I would say Banjo-Kazooie was probably the game I found more impressive, um, but it had a lot more to it, which mm-hmm. can be good, right? It's It's definitely, I think it felt like, a couple of years old. The audience was a couple of years older than Mario. Uh, yeah. I think Mario was kind of like, you know, and the, the story was you could completely forget about that. You just run through a castle, you 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 jump around, you collect stars. <laughs> it's every Mario plot line. Well, Banjo, yeah, I mean, uh, it's probably never going to change. Well, Banjo Kazooie was a bit more like they they had characters and they had personalities, and yeah. there there was a lot more, like a bit more going on. And you had the mechanics were more complex, right? You had you kind of had two characters that that you controlled that kind of. You you get gain more abilities and as you progress and it was it was a more complex game and I think therefore it was more of an it was more impressive yeah so I when I played it I played it a couple of years after it came out and I loved it as much as I did Super Mario sixty four a few years before that so for me I would actually say I think Banjo Kazooie is the better game of that console generation um so I'm I'm quite happy to. To pick that one over Super Mario 3D World. Now, this is a dumb question. Super Mario 3D World, which it's a, it's a newer game, right? When did am I am I mixing up generations? Didn't it come out for the Wii U. Yeah, 2013 was the Wii U one. Okay, okay, so it's a much later game. Sorry, something you said maybe maybe thought you were comparing them within the same generation. That's why I was mixed up. No, 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 no. That was just Mario 64 versus mm. Banjo-Kazooie. Ah, yeah, 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 I, would, yeah, yeah. I would pick Banjo-Kazooie. Yeah. Um, All right. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Super Mario 3D World, I think it was a great game, especially, again, for multiplayer. I think there's a bit of a theme here. Whenever. I know. It's hard. I feel like I'm always voting for the multiplayer ones, which is a bit hard, but I feel like I play more multiplayer games. If, if I want to play... If I have a multiplayer game that I want to play, I'm more likely to play that one than the single player one, just because we only have one TV, and I often feel like we often we, play together. We want to play together when, when yeah. there's an option to play a good game. Yeah, with more like the two of us, we we opt for that. Yes. Um, but it's this game also. 
I think it would have been a lot more successful has it not been for the Wii U. Yes. If there would have been mm-hmm. a game that released on the Switch, it would have been uh, exponentially more successful. And it had a lot of nice, fun mechanics. Like, you could sort of, like, climb up on walls and get, like, different different abilities. Mm. And it was definitely both skillful, but also frantic. Like, there was a lot of, like, yes. you kind of blocking your way and you're missing platforms because yeah. you jump Especially over. if you play with, like, four people. It's quite hard to get through it together. yeah. yeah. We, I think we finished the storyline actually with a friend, so we were three players, and that was causing a lot of chaos. But but it was fun. It still felt like skill was a big component of making it through, but chaos was was a motive. It was a modifier that applied to everyone equally, and you could sometimes <laughs> be a bit devious if you know there was a uh, difficult jump coming up. You you could kind of stand a bit in the way to make it a bit easier yeah. for yourself and and potentially sacrifice one of your teammates. Um, <laughs> That's not those... the purpose of the game. Like you're not playing against each no, other. <laughs> but there's always there's a bit of that, right? You you yeah. kind of want to get to the finish line first, and mm-hmm. it's it's like a co-op competitive uh, multiplayer type yes. of jump and run. So I I really like it, and I think it also got like reviews are are really really positive. I think it had like a ninety five meta Metacritic because I also did like all right. What are the best platformers before when we started this? And I was like, mm. yeah, that was a good platformer. Mm. Um, so I don't know. Banjo Kazooie again historically has a higher value for me, but if I think about what I had more fun with, I'd probably say Ban. Uh, I would probably say Super Mario Three World. Mm. All right, uh, I'm voting for Super Mario Three World as well. Sorry, Adam. Wah, wah. All right. I don't know. Kicking Banjo Kazooie out is hard. So okay. So there's right. There's a there's a a brand new remaster Banjo Kazooie PlayStation Four comes out tomorrow, and there's a new Super Mario 3D World for the Switch, and so you have modern consoles, and uh, you know you the both and 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 there's no there's no opportunity to play uh, multiplayer just because uh, you know one of you has uh, broken fingers and the other one uh, can actually <laughs> play. Did you break, break, break those fingers? <laughs> uh, so which which one would you be like, eh, you know, here's here's the one I feel like playing. I mean, I would play Banjo-Kazooie because I had and haven't played it before. Um, and also, I think it did, it does seem to have had quite an impact on games in general. So I would like to experience that. I think Banjo-Kazooie is a better single-player game. but It sounds <laughs> like both of you have changed your vote to Banjo-Kazooie and I accept <laughs> your uh, concession. But also, your hypothetical made me remember this entire controversy with Rare being purchased, or that Microsoft bought Rare, and then they only released... So uh, what happened with that? It's not... I feel like I've seen an announcement that there would be a new Rare's one. Rare is now a Microsoft studio, so... Yeah, but that's ancient history. What does that have to do with anything? It, uh, because they ruined games like... I, I really liked... Um, Obviously, the the Banjo series, and we couldn't get that on Nintendo consoles because yeah. they always had those conflicts where where Nintendo had certain rights and and Microsoft had certain rights, and no no one could agree for for a long time. Then we lost uh, Diddy Kong Racing because that was uh, Rare made that one, and that was I thought a really good racing game, probably one better than uh, Mario Kart. What do you mean by lost? We lost it. What does that mean? It's it because of the it was a Rare made game, but with Nintendo IP, no one could do anything with that franchise anymore because the rights were split between those two companies, now partially owned by Microsoft and partially owned by Nintendo. So they just ripped it, they ripped the game apart and and, and no one can do anything. So we lost it as in remade or, or any kind of re-releases, even as like a virtual console title. We would never get like a Diddy Kong Racing because of those kind of 
conflict after after the acquisition. So you're saying that we should harbor ill will towards Microsoft? Yes. And uh, generally, yes. <laughs> um, did you change your vote, Marlin? Um, no, I'm still speak- sticking with Super Mario 3D World. Yeah, me too. All right. Screw Microsoft. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Super Mario 3D World advances. And now we're to the final matchup of the first round. <laughs> this is taking forever. <laughs> which is also another interesting uh-huh. one. We have the game uh, Cannibalt and mm-hmm. Super Mario Odyssey. Those are what so is, different What games. is that one? I don't think I've played that. Super Mario Odyssey? I believe it is the best game for playing while stuck at home. I've <laughs> heard that somewhere. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, I think that's one. I think that's the number one award they show on their website now. <laughs> okay, um, so those are two very different games. I really like Cannibalt because it is such a... It's like an addictive mobile game. Uh, it's like an infinite runner again, and... Do you move? Wait, do you move the stage? How do you move? No, it, you jump. You just it jump. It auto runs. <laughs> yeah. So it yeah. just runs all the time and then you jump. But you have to basically time all of your jumping so that you don't fall off buildings or run into walls, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's a, a one button game. There's yeah. only one button. Yeah. There's nothing you can influence apart from jumping. And the longer you hold the button, the longer you jump. Yes. Uh, very simple. Good music again. Uh, Extremely good music. Black and white game, which I think is a really cool style. It feels a bit. It, it, it's it's a really cool style. Um, it's so different from Super Mario Odyssey. So I can't really compare the two. I think they're pretty similar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Super Mario Odyssey, I think we all know because we spoke about it in the last episode. So I don't feel like we need to summarize this again. So I think we can just go ahead and vote. What do you guys do? You guys have anything else you want to say about this? No, I think anyone that that hasn't played Cannonball should give it a shot. Quite play an old ha- game again. It feels like it sort of came out around the same time as Doodle Jump. Yeah, but it's still being updated. Yes. Music is good. Played with headphones. It's very... Why with headphones? Why not just... Just that? because the music is so good. Yeah, but I, you can just turn the sound on your phone, you it, know? It tells you to play with headphones. Yeah, well, Marlon, follow the instructions. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that is, uh, th- that's a separate topic we should talk about. Something. I, every mobile game you play says best played with headphones. It's like, oh, come on. I mean, I'm not saying Campbell's I mean, not best with headphones, but, but it's, it's, it's a little, uh, self-aggrandizing, uh, like, we spent all this effort putting the music in. We want you to hear it the best way possible. It's like, yeah, fine, but then maybe you shouldn't have released your game on the mobile phone, you know. But it's yeah, it's it's also like yeah, of course, it's also best played while not being distracted. But no one's telling yeah. you don't play this game while you're distracted. There are so many factors that would make your experience not a hundred percent pure. Yeah. And if you release something on a mobile platform, unfortunately, you're not in charge of that. So people play your game however the hell they want to play your game. That just became a trend for a while. I don't know if it still is, but the whole. As part of the launch screen, best played out with headphones. Like, come yeah. on, I can. Yeah, and it, it is a great game to play with yeah. headphones. But if you're in a situation where you don't want to f- yeah. wear headphones, don't play. Head- yeah, don't, don't shame me. Yeah, <laughs> especially every launch, it's unnecessary. It's like yeah. I, I got the message, but I, I don't have headphones. So, are you buying me any? No. So let me please just play this game without headphones. <laughs> okay, so I guess Cannibal is not the yeah, thing. Yeah, thanks for bringing that out. No, I'm, I vote no, I'm for angry. Cannibal. <laughs> and part of the reason is it's a grudge against Super Mario Odyssey, so it's a it's a grudge vote. Um, but also, you know, we have to have uh, what we 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 bumped uh, Doodle Jump out of the running, and uh, I mean, I, it's a it's a fake vote because if I said like, is Cannibal? Do I actually enjoy it more than Super Mario Odyssey? I don't know. 
I don't know if I like Super Mario Odyssey that much. I was thinking about that, about how we, we picked it. And I remember, play, you know, I got it when I got my Switch and I played it. So, oh, it's just fun. It's kind of a standard Mario game with a, a little hat mechanic and it's fine. And then I finished it and I thought, oh, maybe I should go back and collect some stuff. And I did that for like an hour. And then I stopped playing and I've never played it since. And every time I think about it, I go, eh, nah, I don't think so. And so, you know, I, I'm 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 now a little uh, negative on it. So, uh, right. um, I think I'm actually gonna vote for Super Mario Odyssey. <laughs> just, <laughs> wow! Just, just because it is a more, it, it's a deeper game. It's a game that I. I feel like I can spend so much time on. I think Cannibal is great because I go back to it and play it now and then, but I can never, I wouldn't sit and spend like three hours playing it, whilst I would for Super Mario Odyssey. And I think this is sort of, I I don't know, I feel like it is, it is a good game and I like exploring. I like to have like a, it's not, it's not like a great story, but I like to have some other goal, like exploring the different worlds as I'm playing the game. No, it's, it's fine. Mullen, despite my, exaggerated uh, opinions no one is going to fault you for picking super mario odyssey over cannibals it's it's actually a very uh reasonable normal uh decision so uh, I, I don't mind would People super mario me. odyssey get you to put on headphones if it's uh, implored you to no no no, no nope. one gets me to put on a headphone. I really? Put a, I put on headphones whenever the hell I want. That's our. That should be our new way of rating games is like, instead of like, you know, three stars, five stars, like how many headphones would you put on for this game? <laughs> one to five. Five sets of headphones. Like, and the, the icon will be like a bunch of headphones all piled on top of someone's head. All right. Looking at our, our uh, top 16 so far, I think only Celeste could convince me into wearing headphones. Okay. I think nothing else on here could even get feel, me close yeah. to to going through any kind of... I mean, if I already wear headphones, that's okay. I will wear headphones as well. It's not that I'm inherently against no, You're not taking them out. But if just I'm not wearing headphones, the only game in this list that could convince me to put on headphones is Celeste. So you're saying if you were to rank, score all these games, you'd give all of them zero headphones out of five <laughs> and Celeste yep. five out of five or one out of five? <laughs> I would get Celeste a, a confident two headphones out of five. See, that would be funny if we did this for our official ratings, because that would be part of the joke is like, it's on a scale from zero to five and literally every game gets zero headphones, except for like <laughs> once every two years, we give like two headphones. So like, I don't know if Metacritic would, would accept our, uh, <laughs> our scoring system. No, but I, I feel confident in the, I think Celeste is a two headphone game. Nice. <laughs> Now we're talking about yes, two pairs so, of headphones, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Nice. I mean, if we want to, that opens up in a whole different kind of debate. It's the zero out of five with half stars versus yeah. one out of ten debate <laughs> with a, all with over a half again. Headphone with yeah. So if if we go out of out of ten headphones, I would give it a uh, probably a two and a half headphones. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> for round one, did uh, Super Mario Odyssey moves forward? Yes, but Cannibal only lost money the headphone thing. Mm-hmm. If you wouldn't That's have right. brought it up, I That's might have. Right. Okay, we're going to start round two, and we're back to Sonic 2 versus Super Mario Galaxy. I emphasize Galaxy for Kai's benefit, so he knows thank it's you, not Odyssey, <laughs> it's Galaxy. It's not the one we just spoke about, <laughs> yes. the other one. All right, I got it. Um I feel like this is not even a debate, right? This is Super Mario Galaxy all the way. I had a feeling you would say that. Um, I'm still indecisive. Okay, okay. 
It's like, really, I, I do not think playing 10 minutes of Galaxy convinced everyone that was skeptical that I've ever encountered in my in my trying to convince them to play Super Mario Galaxy Live, which is, yeah, I mean, yeah. admittedly, was like two people. But 100% of them were like, all right, I, this is fun. Well, with those, with those stunning numbers, Kai, I, I, I gotta go with I know. Super Mario Galaxy. Yeah, yeah. And you play Sonic 2 and you think like, this is a good game, the developers did a good job, right? But then you mm. play Super Mario Galaxy and you realize, actually the developers of Sonic 2 suck because they had the opportunity to develop Super Mario Galaxy and they chose to make Sonic 2 instead. And that's kind of a crazy person decision. So at the very least, if they're not, you know, untalented, they're at very least nuts or crazy, right? And so, like, I, I don't even know what I'm trying to say other than uh, Super Mario Galaxy, I think, should advance to the next uh, round. All right. Yeah, I think I'm actually convinced, um, even if I haven't played it. Um, <laughs> because I'm not Because I'm, I'm not crazy. <laughs> I'm um, saying you're but, crazy. I'm saying the developers. Yeah. No, but I, I do think it's, uh, again, I like the sort of explorative worlds of Super Mario in general. And I think in the galaxy is even better. Right, so I'm gonna pick that. But it's also, it's sometimes you see people being ambitious with their ideas. Sometimes you're like, "Whoa, they had a super ambitious idea of like building a physics system with different planets and interacting with each other, and you're floating around and floating from one thing to another, and you're like, but it does. It's not fun. I I would like it to be fun, but it just didn't work. Mm -hmm. But Galaxy is something where like this seems ambitious, and you play, and you're like, and And it's it's even more fun than I thought it would be. And that is, it's rare. I, I don't, I couldn't even give you like five other games, like off the top of my head, that had something that's super ambitious, different, different, and weird, and it all working so well together. So I think. So my new game scoring system is how many Super Mario Galaxies it is. So Super <laughs> Mario Galaxy one gets one Super Mario Galaxy. Super Mario Galaxy two, the sequel gets one Super Mario Galaxy. All other games get zero Super Mario Galaxies <laughs> out of five. <laughs> all right so, so would this stupid mario galaxy 3 get three or no they all get one because they're just they're just one game <laughs> okay 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 <laughs> but a a it's remake of super mario galaxy one and two would potentially mm-hmm. get two super mario galaxies correct which would probably be, uh for a long time be the the top super mario galaxy super mario galaxy bundle available right so super mario Mario Galaxy advances into the semifinals. Nice. All right. Next, Inside versus Celeste. And again, in favor of keeping this as quick as we can to go go through the subsequent rounds, I I just got to give it to Celeste. Celeste is it's the two two headphone game of the year, and therefore mm-hmm. has to get my vote. <laughs> to get that, uh, I also vote for Celeste. Uh, Inside seems great. Um, but I haven't played it. And I think Celeste is pretty cool because it has so many different mechanics being introduced now and then. And, and oddly, for a game that I have completed, if you would give me the choice right now, do you want to try a couple of B or C side Celeste levels or play inside? I'd be like, I'd play a couple of rounds of Celeste, which is rare. Usually when I'm done with a game, I'm like, I'm done with this game. Well, Celeste, I, I still, I, I still like, I played a little bit like a couple of months ago. It's still, like bite-sized playing this game and it's still as much fun as as ever uh i assume you you vote inside no i don't i will i will play celeste and i okay. will tell you whether or not you're right and you will play <laughs> inside and you will tell me whether or not yep. i was right but i'm i'm happy for celeste to to go forward i i have no reason to assume it's not a, a better game i okay all right. Made in Vancouver Celeste, make it into some. Oh my god! You know what? It's funny. If I ever once remembered that it was made in Vancouver, 
I would <laughs> vote more strongly against it. But as soon as I complain about it, I forget because that's that's like information my brain does not want to retain and it rejects it. And so every time I get shocked by it and go, oh my God, I can't believe I didn't argue against Celeste. Because that's reason enough. <laughs> um, okay. But also in, in true people that happen to live in this, in this fine city, if you play the game, they will push their Vancouver agenda themselves as well. You see plenty of Canadian flags and loading screens and uh, snail mail with, with sending addresses from Vancouver. And there, I mean, Celeste Mountain, the game, the mountain that the game plays in is in British Columbia. No, so look, I agree. Look, Vancouver, I've never been there. I agree. It is probably the third or fourth best city in Canada. So, like, <laughs> you know, they reasonably no, they, they should be cities. proud of that, right? <laughs> oh man! Uh, all right, next round. Ra- um, next um, head-to-head in round two is uh, Little Big Planet versus Stagehand. This is a bit difficult, but I've, I'm gonna go and vote for Little Big Planet just because I do like the multi. Uh, multi-user support and or multi <laughs> multi-user support. <laughs> I've, been, <laughs> I've been working too much on very that. casual way of saying it <laughs> it has multiplayer uh, you can play it with two people two player support yes i'm gonna pick that <laughs> i i know video games i've played the video games before <laughs> multi-user support and 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 display output support that's my favorite feature since last round i voted for little big planet and last round i did not vote for stagehand i will vote for little big planet also <laughs> and me as well so all right little big planet advanced into semifinals cool all right now we have i think the Ooh, first time difficult. ever since we did brackets a super mario uh face-off mm-hmm in this case, Super Mario 3D World and Super Mario Odyssey. Hmm. Anyone want to press forward with a strong opinion either way? I think I play, I think I'm gonna, okay, I'm just looking ahead because I know that it's gonna get up against Little Big Planet. Uh, I feel like I don't want to have two games that are multiplayer in the next round. Uh, so I'm gonna pick Super Mario Odyssey. Although you could be two people if one of the people is the hat, but that's not really the same. I think this is actually closer than than initially I I thought because thinking back at 3D World, it's really fun. It's a really fun game. It's it's a bit less. Odyssey has periods where it's like it feels a bit just a slight amount of work components to it, where it's sometimes like ah, yeah, that's true. Little... You can sort of run through Super Mario 3D World without really being skillful. No, 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 you don't it's have not, to. They're not sure. So you don't have to pick. It's up. never that you have to change costume to to acquire something. Yeah. It's like it's more gamey game. It's never that you walk to a store and there's a quick animation to load, and then you're in a shop and you collected coins to to unlock the thing to make it through a door. Yeah. I mean, sure, that's fine, but it's like 3D World is just essential, quintessential of what a video game is. Like it's, it's just a, yeah, a it's fun a bit... world to run through with friends or by yourself. And, yeah, it's and a bit help. more goofy. I think you you can just run through it if you want to. Yeah. So I'm I'm actually voting three world, which I didn't expect when we got into this. Like I, I would love right now to to play with you two 3D world. And if if the alternative would be playing Odyssey, I'd be like, no, another time. Ah, you're sort of convincing me. Adam? Oh, this is hard because I, I like both these games, but I don't, you know, I don't love either of them that much. Um, 
Super Mario 3D World is a good game. Super Mario Odyssey is a good game, but I cannot let Super Mario Odyssey have a chance of of winning. So I have to vote for Super Mario 3D World just based on the the meta strategy. I know it's kind of bullshit to do that, but that's just... I can't. So so it's, it's... all we did is we decided that 3D World is the better Super Mario game. That is that is no meta game. It's just a better game. <laughs> meta game, better game. Moving on. Okay. Yeah, I I, I was also convinced, and I picked. Uh, no, I changed my mind, Kai. I picked to vote for Super Mario oh, 3D really? World. I, yeah, you uh, convinced me. I, I take it. Hmm. Cool. So then it's unanimous. Uh, 3D World is the better Super Mario game. 3D World gets three votes. Who <laughs> knew? Um, all right, we are in the semi-finals. Uh, su- super exciting. Many Mario games in here. No, actually, two Mario games in here. Um, but let's start with our Which first. Probably is the appropriate amount of Mario games for a platformer bracket. That's, yeah. That feels about right. Yeah. Oh. Um, sh- sure. Uh, so in the semifinals, in the first head-to-head, we have the Super Mario Galaxy. The Super Mario Galaxy. We have Super Mario Galaxy versus Celeste, and I feel like I already know who will win because you guys were sort of set on getting Super Mario Galaxy to the top of this in the first place. <laughs> the thing is, if I, I think the top bracket that we have is a bit stronger than the bottom bracket. Mm-hmm. So if Celeste would have made it into the bottom bracket, mm-hmm. I believe. My personal choice, it would beat both Little Big Planet and 3D World, which is interesting. But I think Galaxy will beat Celeste for me. So we're again in a situation where where the bracket is is Okay, there's no perfect bracket. Brackets I know. will always be weird. But yes, in this case I, I gotta vote for Galaxy. Mm. Adam. Is Celeste the best platformer game ever made? No. Is Super Mario Galaxy the best platform game ever made? Maybe. We're still finding out, but maybe. So I have to uh, vote for it. I I would not even exclude Celeste that definitively from the best platform ever made. I think it's a very specific type of platformer. So I I would, I think every discussion about the best platformer made so far should at least consider Celeste. Yeah. I just think Celeste can be a very difficult game. And I think if you're not that, if you don't like Super difficult game that much it can be very frustrating and that's why i think maybe super mario galaxy is better just because it does have like stronger parts where it's hard i, I haven't played it but i can imagine certain parts are di- more difficult but some parts are a little bit more relaxing and fun uh, so i feel and and you also have this like cutesy world which helps you not being angry um so i feel like maybe super mario galaxy is good it seemed to have been very like different i mean both of them are very different <laughs> Uh, can I just not vote? That's a very <laughs> diplomatic way of uh, <laughs> a way of saying that Super Mario Galaxy, I think, is going to advance to the finals, and uh, Celeste yeah. Made in Vancouver is going to stay uh, exactly where it is. Okay, this is just a perfect example of us not being biased. We didn't vote for the Vancouver one. We thought the Vancouver one decided it should, deserved to be this high up in the bracket. But it's also pretty impressive when an indie game, like made by, I think Celeste had a team of five or so working on it, that they're they're in a fairly serious competition with Super Mario Galaxy. I think mm-hmm. that alone is quite quite the achievement. Mm. Cool, <laughs> cool. All right, so Super Mario Galaxy is in the first game in the finals. And Celeste is now in the match for third place. All right. Um, so the second semifinals: Little Big Planet versus Super Mario Three World. 
Which is actually pretty comparable. Like, the, yeah, it's, they're it's pretty close good, to each other, yeah. right? That's comparable, fair matchup. Hmm. Um, anyone want to put their foot forward? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and vote for Little Big Planet just because it's pretty different. It's a bit unique. Some some unique mechanics. Both of them do, but it's it's different. It's not like all the other Mario games. So I'm just leaning toward 3D World, but I'm I'm not decided decided yet. So Adam, do you have do you lean one way or another? Uh, I feel like I've played both these games just about the same amount, which is not enough to really be knowledgeable. There's a part of me that thinks of Super Mario 3D World as a, a, a very good Mario game, but then yet just kind of still just another Mario game and Little Big Planet is kind of trying to do something a little, a little special, even though it's still kind of a standard platformer in many ways. Uh, so I, I would, Lean more towards Little Big Planet. All right, I'm convinced. Let's go a little bit. <laughs> you also voting Little Big Planet? Yep. All right, because it's true. It is. It is more unique and kind of the physical components add a lot to us to the kind of multiplayer because that's kind of what I evaluate those two by. Right, I played both of them exclusively multiplayer, and for me, the multiplayer in Little Big Planet with the physics aspect mm. added more. More memorable fun moments. Yeah, you than... know what I realized? Little Big Planet also has some really nice voiceover. Oh yeah, and I feel like I'm actually gonna give this one headphone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> see, that's the secret, games. If you want us to listen to your shit with headphones, <laughs> don't. Yes, your soundtrack can be great, but just have some good narration and don't push the <laughs> headphones. We will naturally want to hear the narration, and we will put on headphones on our own volition. Man, Mullen just dishing out the the one headphone out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, it's a multiplayer <laughs> game. I I might give it a half a headphone at most, but okay, interesting. Mm. All right. It advances into the finals. So now our final match. Do we do a third, third uh, for third place first or finals yes. first? Let's do a third place first. Yeah. All right. So for third place, Celeste versus Super Mario Three World. Um. Yeah, I'm voting for Celeste just because it's. I think it deserves it. I think it's it's a very unique game. I feel like I say that about every game. Uh, but yeah, I, I think it's a very impressive game, especially considering the size of the team. Um, yeah. But it's also a game where you wouldn't necessarily feel that it's small. And so many, you know, platformers have a few things that they got to get right. And sometimes they're not things that are obvious. For example, sometimes you see games where it's like you jump onto a ledge and you're like, you missed the ledge by a pixel and your entire character plummets into their death. There's like there, it's like technically sure you were one pixel under under the ledge, but realistically for this it would feel better if you would make it onto the ledge. And they have a lot of very interesting kind of tweaks where they're like doing and they're checking like are you within certain parameters to still make a jump that technically you didn't, but just to make it fluid and feel better. Hmm. And things where it's like in Celeste you can dash. For example, for like if you want to dash uh, out of the way of something or make a longer jump. And they have things where like if you dash into something, they kind of give you like an extra few frames to correct something before they actually uh, uh, punish you if you if you get something wrong. And there are a lot of things that if, if we're looking at it, breaking it down to the core mechanics of a platformer, Celeste wins it for me and therefore gets my vote. Cool. Uh, Adam. Sounds good to me. I, uh, you know, hearing you guys talk about Celeste, I can tell that it's not just, just that it's made in the beautiful city of Vancouver, but, and I can tell not just that it's a fun game. Oh, it's a fun game you like. I can tell that it really, uh, 
it, it, it brought up something in you that re- you really like enjoyed beyond just it being a fun game that it, it, it that it's, mm-hmm. it's something that you've been passionate about throughout the whole thing. And I'm definitely going to uh, check it out as soon as I can. All right. Celeste uh, is our, is the third best platformers in the world. The third yeah. <laughs> best platformer in the world. In the galaxy. <laughs> cool. All right. Um, that brings us to the finals. Dun, dun, and dun. Thank that you. sounded way too negative. It should be more like da 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 da. That's what the that's what the winner gets. You got to have the tension first. The oh my god, <laughs> like what? And then at the end, it's bum ba da dum bum 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 bum. Dun 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 bum 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 dun 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 bum. For anyone who listens to the, our podcast when trying to fall asleep, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm glad um, that I'm the editor because I can <laughs> decide. Um, two things. First of all, you <laughs> cannot tell Adam that he's not committing to his jokes. Second of all, I think that deserves one headphone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So with that introduction, we are now in the finals. Super Mario Galaxy uh, stands on the graves of Crash Bandicoot, Sonic 2, and Celeste. While Little Big Planet stands on the graves of Trials, Stagehand, and Super Mario 3D World. Hmm. Okay. Let's get into this. Um, when you put it that way. <laughs> I think um, without... I feel I, like we already know. Without a lot of doubt, to me, Super Mario Galaxy is is ahead of Little Big Planet. I do appreciate a lot of what Little Big Planet did, but I think Super Mario Galaxy just did anything outside of multiplayer better like the physics feel better despite it being an earlier generation the the jump and run mechanics just feel tighter and and nicer the graphics are different but more impressive in a way it it somehow feels the most you do not feel like this game runs on a underpowered hot rate it feels like (laughs) they 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 didn't care about the hot rate they just made the game they wanted and it, it looks and plays and and performs exactly the the way they they always intended hmm. and even with all computing power in the world this is the game they wanted to make and and that is rare that you completely forget about what it runs on and you're just having fun and it just runs perfectly the way you thought they intended it to be played and it's just fun throughout i don't think it has any slouch kind of boring moments at least i cannot remember them but i can remember many many fun f- like orbiting planets and trying to get get back on the surface moments and and jumping in between planets and just feeling like when when you nail jump in a jump and run type game it's already super satisfying but galaxy just had so many where you're like you're, you're kind of in your head calculating your your kind of orbiting physics of how to get from one place to another and when that works and you land exactly on the spot you wanted to you you just feel like you're incredibly good and you learned that mechanic and and it worked exactly the way you wanted to and i i don't i don't think there's a single other platformer that that nailed that for me as much as this super uh, little big planet definitely if you're multiple pl- people way more fun than galaxy with two people i mean it's nice that they added a two player mechanic but it's it's not even close but for for platformer and the core mechanics of what a platformer is Without a doubt, Super Mario Galaxy for me. Cool. So my vote goes to Little Big Planet. Oh, really? I just feel like I I appreciate the multi. I had so much fun playing this game. I appreciate mm-hmm. that you can play it 
as two to five, uh, one to four people, I think. And I, I thought it was really fun. I really have good memories of it. And it was just so like cute and still challenging. And it was fun that you could mess with each other. And I, I think it was really cool. Um, so yeah, I honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go vote for that, but I really want to play Super Mario Galaxy. Mm. Um, just have to find a way of doing it. Cool. Nintendo. Mm. All right. We know that uh, Nintendo executive who's listening to this podcast in your car, mm. um, come out with a, a remake of Super Mario Galaxy for the Switch. It doesn't even mm. have to have better graphics. Just make it run. I'll pay full price for it again and Super Mario mm-hmm. Galaxy 2 separate products. I'll pay full price for both. <laughs> Sounds like yeah, Malin will too so she could play. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you 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 have a money opportunity. Uh <laughs> And so you everyone should, knows. Yeah, you only need to sell two yeah. copies of each game to make a profit. Yeah, I mean, it's they already made the game. How hard can it be to make it run on Switch, right? Yeah, just yeah, make you, it. Can, uh, yeah, the yeah. Switch is just like two GameCubes duct taped together, right? I mean, it's. Uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, I'm I'm sorry to say, my my vote, unsurprisingly, is uh, Super Mario Galaxy. Um, I'm sorry, other games. You know, you you all had the opportunity to. <laughs> be Super Mario Galaxy and you chose not to be you chose to be some different game and you know I kind of respect that in some sense but you know you can't really get mad at me for uh voting for the one game that did actually decide to be Super Mario Galaxy and mm. that is Super Mario Galaxy <laughs> <laughs> but it still doesn't get any headphones uh no nah. no no headphones no. No. no just best platformer ever made maybe All if they right. add narration cool so to summarize that uh, well, i really don't want nintendo to add narration nintendo is really good at a lot of things voiceover i don't know <laughs> all right so to summarize that um our winner of this bracket is uh, super mario galaxy um followed by little big planet and then on third place we have celeste from vancouver and it's also interesting like super mario galaxy won every single one of their matchups i mean everyone <laughs> what am i saying <laughs> <laughs> that's how, that's how, how bracket tournaments work. <laughs> I, I just learned a thing. <laughs> Whoa, bro! <laughs> I wanted to, to win like, every round. Interesting insight in and like because our bracket system gave us like some stats. I was like, "Whoa, it won all of them!" <laughs> oh, yeah. that's the random. Like, did that's you the know? <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Um, so the biggest loser is apparently Super Mario 3D World, which is the only game that lost twice. Okay, that's a better stat to give us. Guys. <laughs> uh, yep. Cool. cool. Very uh, good. Congratulations to all the games because I think we picked all games that we enjoyed and were meaningful to us. And mm-hmm. if you haven't checked out any of the games we talked about, we will have links in the show notes so you can find out about how to how to obtain them mm. Mm. and uh tune in for a future episode where we learn how to actually get through a bracket in under two and a half hours ah <laughs> uh, yeah yeah um next week i think we're playing uh, next, week. next week next time we're talking again who knows when that will be um we'll talk about control which is very different and really not a plat no i really don't think it's considered a platformer there it's, there are platforms, but it's not the core element. So, um, and it's it's a lot darker. So. so I know I know we won't we won't get into it, but I'm just curious, Malin. I know you've uh, purchased a copy of Control to start playing. Have you started playing it? Yes, I have. Okay. Uh, 
Yeah, and I've been getting through a fair bit. I'm, uh, I'm honestly not sure of the percentage. There were certain parts that were challenging that took me some time to get through. Uh, the first Tomasi boss fight? Yeah, I don't want to ah. say too much about <laughs> it. Uh, but I did find in the beginning, I was like, oh, this is this is good. This, this is easy. Like, not easy, but it's like, it's a nice pace. I'm, yeah. I'm getting better and better as I progress through the game. And then like, there was this like one boss fight that was like, Whoa, this is taking me forever and just finally get through it. Um, yeah, now I'm just continuing exploring. Cool. Thank you for joining us on episode five. And, uh, this has been a lot of fun and we will have another episode, uh, you know, uh, one day. We'll see. I give this episode five headphones.